Hey there, and welcome to the One Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media. It's so good to see everybody this morning. A big welcome. Welcome to everybody on Zoom as well. Hope you're comfortable at home and I hope you're comfortable enough in the room with the temperature. Um, Gospel part two, every hello matters. Uh, We are calling it the gospel part two, every hello matters. Uh, Are we talking about the second part of the gospel? Uh, Not necessarily, but the gospel is in two parts. Part one, Jesus came. Part two, Jesus is going to come again. But we're not talking about that today. But that is happening. And uh, that deserves all the series in the world given to it. Um, But the gospel part one that we did in One Church was all about us. It was about the good news. It was about the fact that Jesus came and established a new kingdom that we get to be a part of. The gospel part two, we're calling Every Hello Matters. What we're saying is that this gospel is not just for us. Part one was for us. What does this good news mean for us? Part two is about what it means for others. And we're using this family value of every hello matters to, uh, to explain this. I'm wondering if anybody has had a good, uh, like welcoming experience that just made you feel so at home, so welcome, so loved, and... Uh, and it just sticks with you. Yeah. We've probably had some bad ones as well, right? Where you do not feel welcome. Uh, but let me tell you about one of my good experiences to begin with. You see, 10 years ago, I left school and started my career doing an apprenticeship uh, over in Cheltenham. I was keen, enthusiastic, uh, fresh-faced, and, uh, and part of my apprenticeship was to get involved in local volunteering schemes like careers fairs or or we did this thing called connects challenge where we would go into schools and literally build connects models for an afternoon and get paid for it like how cool was that uh but yes we had all these experiences and first year was learning the ropes getting involved year two was maybe taking on a bit more organization responsibility and uh, year three i was asked to head up one of these schemes which was Incredible. We got to go to things like uh, the Royal International Air Tattoo. We got to go to Cheltenham Science Festival. And, uh, and one of these experiences was to go to a place called Farnborough. Now, you might not have heard of Farnborough. It's essentially the same as the Royal International Air Tattoo. But the week before, there's a trade week where all these companies get together, make all these deals. And uh, then week two comes and it's open to the public and we all get to watch planes fly. Now they said, James, can you bring a team to help learn like the scripts, learn what people need to say when people come round? Oh, and please wear a suit. Okay, that's fine. Normally these things are like volunteers t-shirts, like everything's handmade. Uh, but we go along, walk in, and they say, oh yeah, please just, just through here, show me through. Immediately as I walk through, someone comes up to me with a tray of white wine and canapes saying, good morning, sir, would you like, would you like a glass of white wine? It's 11 a.m., right? 11 a.m. And, uh, and me and I took two of my friends, so Joe uh, came with me on that trip, Rachel, and, uh, and, and we went down and we were massively out of place. 
like massively out of place, genuinely. That week, the company I worked for, I think, did over 100 billion in deals for the next few years. And we were there going, you all right? How's it going? <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Like, we were so out of place. But the idea of this show and all these companies spending money to show they're the best included the welcome yeah. of everybody. Yeah? yeah? yeah. Of everybody. Wow. And then a few weeks later, I go to a car dealership, want to maybe look at getting a new car, me and Anna go, and they make me feel so unwelcome. I'm like, actually, I'm not going to buy a car from you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, the difference in that uh, two experiences is so vast, but they should have been exactly the same. Our uh, hellos, our welcomes, our encounters. Um, let's not limit this series to the word hello. <laughs> Otherwise, we've missed the point a little bit. Um, but every hello matters. Every conversation, every engagement we have uh, matters. It is an opportunity to show God's love. It is an opportunity to be welcome, welcoming and inviting to people. There are uh, some verses which we'll be looking at today. Uh, John 13, uh, 34 says this, Let me give you a new command. Love one another. In the same way I loved you, you love one another. This is Jesus talking. This is what he says to his disciples. He says, This is how everybody will recognize that you are my disciples. How? By the way we love and interact with one another. I want to suggest to you that there are people people in your world, people you may not even know yet, who are searching. I want to suggest to you that there are people who have a front up. I want to suggest to you that maybe not everything is okay in everyone's life. I want to suggest to you that people are searching, they don't know what for, maybe for some hope, maybe looking in wrong areas. There are others who are, who are getting by on 50% and think they're doing okay because this world's so distracting that they don't even face up to the things that are bothering them because there's so many distractions to distract them. This verse in Ecclesiastes uh, 3.11 says, He has made everything beautiful in his time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I believe these distractions can be so great that some people don't even know that eternity is placed in their hearts, but a time will come when they will realize and they have to face up to something. They have to face up to this what if. They have to face up to this heart that yearns for something and they found bits here and there, but nothing can sustain like the word of God and his plan for them. The Amplified per Version uh, puts it beautifully. It says, He has made everything beautiful and appropriate in its time. He has also planted eternity, a sense of divine purpose in the human heart, a mysterious longing which nothing under the sun can satisfy except God. What a beautiful translation of that verse that just clearly says, people are searching People are longing for something. And we've had a great morning this morning. We've, we've worshipped God. We've, we've prayed over Warren and sent him off. And, and that's just one story. 
That's just one story. But there's stories to come of us and there's stories to come of you and me. We come together corporately, but there is circles of influence that only we can work with. So why does every hello matter? It's the first chance to show the love of God to someone. There is a world out there, people in your world longing for this. Not a habit or a, or a uh, learned response, but a genuine hello. How are you today? A genuine conversation. Like Just a side point, be bothered to have conversations with people. It's so easy today's day and age not to be bothered to have conversations with people. But let's be bothered to have conversations with people. Hellos proceed. Again, don't, let's not limit it to the word hello. <laughs> That's the trouble with using like something like this. Hellos proceed, they open doors and they invite. They lead to opportunity, relationships, and ultimately salvation. Let's dare to believe that that can happen. Let's dare to believe that can happen. Uh, we're going to read now in John 4, um, the story I'm sure most will be familiar with. It is the Samaritan woman at the well. We know bits of the story. I've, I've put in some text and I've cut out some others just to save a bit of time. Uh, but it says this. Uh, so he came, Jesus, that is, to a town in Samaria near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew. I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews uh, did, do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is asking you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself, uh, as he did with his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, everybody who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirty and have to keep coming to draw, uh, to draw water. I love the um, dramatic irony we get reading the Bible. Um, anyway, uh, he told her, go and call your husband. Uh, this is the bit um, people know where, where he, he then reveals what she has done uh, to her. Um, uh, we lead on to say, uh, uh, jumping down a bit, uh, then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come, see a man who told me everything I did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of town and made their way towards him. Skipping on again. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him, Jesus, because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more uh, became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves 
and we know this man really is the saviour of the world. What a beautiful revelation uh, that came there. So looking at these points, a hello can bring opportunity, it can bring relationship, and ultimately it can bring salvation for those in our world. Opportunity. Opportunity to what? To share faith, to share the gospel, to share the life-changing message of Jesus. When we started uh, week one in the Ramblers, open doors, letting young people come in and playing games with them, did we preach Jesus to them? No. It was an opportunity that led to more, to share faith, to be the gospel. People are searching. What did it say in John? It said the Samaritan woman asked him, you are a Jew, I am a Samaritan. How can you ask me for a drink? The living water represents the searching. If they drink from the living water, they will never thirst again or they will never need to search again. This living water is life transforming. Relationships. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. In our world, let's make sure we're pulling people close. Two days longer than he planned to stay. Maybe an inconvenience. Maybe he had plans to go elsewhere. You know, pretty much every story you read of Jesus, he's coming from somewhere and then goes somewhere else. So I'm guessing he was going somewhere else afterwards. But the relationships we have, we can pull people close. Are we building healthy, good relationships? There's a beautiful verse uh, in Deuteronomy, which is about the law at the time, which we obviously no longer live under, but we do live under the law of love one another. We do live under that law. It says this in Deuteronomy 6, 4. It says, Hear, O Israel, or O one church pods meet, uh, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. These commandments I give to you are to be on your hearts. How do we build those relationships? This is, this is what I love. This is what me and Anna wanted to strive to do in everything we do. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, around the dinner table, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands. Bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the doorframe of your houses. That is a holistic way of keeping Jesus in your world every day. Every day, if every mealtime is a time to talk about Jesus, if every time you walk through your front door, you recognize it as a banner of God's grace and love that, that, that he is protecting you and looking after you, how can you not talk about his ways and his things? It's too easy to reserve God for just a Sunday. But those words in Deuteronomy, if we, if we do that, it changes our everyday changes our everyday it changes uh, how we interact with the people and how we live out those verses that is how we can build these godly relationships and ultimately salvation in John 4 again verse 41 and because of his words many more became believers they said to the woman 
we no longer believe just because of what you said. We have now heard for ourselves. And we know this man really is the saviour of the world. Three things a hello can lead to. It can lead to an opportunity that can lead to a relationship that can lead to salvation. It's a beautiful word, salvation, just to think about for a moment. But like salvation, what a incredible word. Can our encounters lead to salvation? Absolutely they can, when we bring God into the mix. One of the last points I wanted to share with you is this idea that everybody has their own version of the gospel. Now, I don't mean with differences and, and you believe this, I believe this. No, the gospel is the gospel, but we all have something about it that resonates most with us. And it will be different for me than it is to Lisa, which will be different to Deb. For me, I'm happy to share mine. Mine's John 10.10. It's this idea that I can live life and life to the full. I don't have to live the way of this world. I don't have to live a life of sin. I can live free. For others, it's that they are loved beyond what they could ever imagine. These ideas that, that there is key aspects of the gospel and parts of it resonate more with others. So you have a version of the gospel which resonates most with you. I want to encourage you today that God will bring people into your world that need that version of the gospel. It's what he does. It's how he works. We laugh and joke that when uh, Liam and Lisa were running uh, Neon, they got the loud, boisterous kids come in. Who are still here, but who needed them and their version of the gospel. They needed the grace that God had given them for them to then share with others. A few years later, when me and Anna are then running Neon, we get a completely different wave of young people who are more suited to us. Why? Because God knows what he's doing. It's a no-brainer. And it's easy to say, I'm not on stage, I can't, I don't look like that, I can't talk like that. But God will use you. He will use you. I want to encourage you uh, today that every hello can show love, leading only God knows where. Let's be brave. Let's press in. You will become a magnet of people who need your version of the gospel. What it means to you to be known by God, to be loved by God, and to be set free. And just, if I can, let God use you. Let God use you. Write his ways on your door, on your doorpost. Write them on your heart. Impress them on your children. Bring them into your ways. And he will use you. Shall we pray? God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you that you are here with us. God, without you, we are just turning up and, uh, and putting on a show. But God, you are here with us. Thank you that you inhabit the praises of your people and you have dwelt with us this morning. God, I believe you gave people words this morning. I believe, God, that, that, that people can take this morning and use it to change their world and others. 
Thank you, God, that your word goes forth. Thank you, God, that your word says things that I can't even say and would have been speaking directly to people's hearts this morning. God, I pray you make us receptive to you and your word and your ways. And God, I pray you bless every single person in this room. I pray you bless their world. I pray you bless the people that are in their world and in their area of influence in their circles, their workplaces, their families, their friends. And God, that you would set people's lives on fire to give them life and life to the full. We pray. Jesus, in your name, amen.